Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Light Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Light Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. The Bible, there are a lot of things written in the Bible, as we all know, isn't it? But there are only seven things in the Bible or six things, or seven things, that God himself said those seven things are for him. <laughs> Amen. And he always said that it is for him. No one should touch it. And when God means, why God means that? Remember, he created the heavens and the earth. Everything in this earth is for him. But he doesn't consider it as his own, because he has given us those seven things. He has given us all those things. But there are seven things that I said, these things, they are mine. No one what should touch it. Amen. Three of it or four of it, you can't touch it. Amen. Because it will come from him. Like one is his power. He gives the power. The power is his. Amen. So you can't touch the power. If he doesn't give it to you, you wouldn't want have the power. But out of these six or seven things, there are three. Of these things, amen, praise the Lord Jesus. And these three things, God says it belongs to him. And these three things, it's, it, we must give it to him. These three things are with us. You know, like the seven things, it is with God. Amen. Uh, uh, four is with God. But three is with us that we must give it what? To him. Amen. So I want us to look at these three things. The three things that is for God that you must make sure you give it to him. It's very important. If God says, this is mine, and you are having it, it means you are keeping that which belongs to what? God. None of us will be happy if someone is keeping what belongs to us, and when we are demanding it, he, he or she is not what? Giving it. Will we be happy? So as far as God is concerned, I think this is the second most important thing we have to look at. Because Bible, last week we saw that sin. Jaden, are you recording our pictures? Yeah. When you take enough, then you just sit down, then you also enjoy the sermon, please. Yeah. We saw that only sin can separate us from God. Amen. And these three things, of course, when you keep it, it will be sin what? Against you, so I want us to look at those these three words things years ago, or maybe about 12 years ago, I can't remember, or 15 years ago. Um, you know, the Bible you read the Bible, you read it, but there are things you read it, for example, you read Psalm 23, you, you read it, but you never see it in it. So, God wants to speak to you now. You open Psalm 23 that you just read yesterday, and you read it again, you see, all of a sudden, you see it there, you understand. That's the mystery of the Bible. So I had Archbishop Duncan Williams, a great man of God, say he had a visitation in heaven. Yeah, he went to heaven. He was on stage like this, and the spirit car, he was holding, but he broke. He said, when he visited heaven, he said, God said to him, three things, said, these three things are mine, and do not touch it, no matter what. Don't touch it. And when he mentioned these three things, ah, I haven't heard it like that. 
So I went to the scriptures. One grace that God has given me, anytime he speaks to me, he shows it to me in the Bible. Lo and behold, I saw these three things clearly in the Bible that God said it is what? For him. It belongs to what? Him. Amen. So I want us to look at these three things so that we will make sure we are aware and we don't want keep it. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Because the things are of God sound simple and easy. But I tell you, it is what? Powerful. Amen. So the first thing that God says it is his and it's with you or it will come to you and you must make sure you give it back to him. The first thing is his glory. His glory. Read for me First Chronicles chapter 29 verse 11. Amen. Amen. Glory stands for honor. Some versions use the word honor instead of what? Glory. Amen. So, um, God's glory or glory stands for something renowned or someone's honor that you have to give it back to the person because of something notable the person has done or he has what? Achieved. You, you understand? That's what glory means. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So, like, when you come to my wedding you have to make sure you don't overdress <laughs> to overshadow me because i must have the glory of the wedding the yes. honor you are there to honor me isn't it? you are yes. there to honor my invitation because i'm having a wedding it's notable it's achievement you understand when, when i when i i give you money you say thank you to me you see so to honor to give god glory is to honor him for what he has done for you Please, do we understand? So, that is God's glory. Giving him his honor. To honor God. We all know what a dis- dishonor is. Please, do you understand? So, God's... God... Read it for me first. First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 11. We are looking at the three things that is for God. And you must make sure... J.D., where is your Bible? You give those three things, what? To him. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. But- First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 11. Yeah. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor. For everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Amen. Amen. So it says, yours, Lord, is the power, the greatness. All those things we are not concerned about. And what? The glory. glory. So the glory is whose? The God. God's. The glory, the glory is for God. The glory is for God. Matthew chapter 6 verse 13 says it. Read King James. is better. Amen. And I took certain things out of it. Amen. Where is Ronaldo? Where is the projector girl? Yeah. Read. Matthew yeah. chapter 6 verse 13. Yeah. And lead us not into temptation. Listen. This is when Jesus said, they said, Jesus said, teach us how to what? Pray. pray. Amen. Amen. And he was teaching them how to pray. And in the prayer, Jesus said that, he said what? Yeah. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. No, it's okay. Uh-huh. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Who is the glory for? God. He said, die. Jesus said, die is the kingdom, the power. So, die is what? The kingdom. glory. So, the glory 
glory, honor belongs to God. Anything that has got to do with God, a church, a pastor, you and God, the glory must go to God or the honor must go to him. It is for him. Pastors are danger of trying to take God's glory. Yeah. But not only pastors, every Christian is in danger. But this is just to let you know that the glory what? Is for God. And Isaiah 42 verse 8 says, God will not share his glory with anyone. That's the thing I like about God. He's straightforward. He speaks direct. For example, say, I am a jealous God. If you love someone or something more than me, I am jealous. And you know what jealousy can do. So Isaiah makes us understand, Isaiah 42 verse 8. He says he will not share his glory with another. We've read that the glory is for God. We are looking at the three things that belong to God. And Isaiah 42 verse 8 says he will not share his glory. Read it for me, please. I am the Lord, that Uh is my name. And my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. Amen. So he said he will not give his glory to anyone. Other version says, share it with anyone. And not how he put it, say, my glory. So God's glory, you don't take it. You don't keep it. You don't try to share it. Many at times when people say, Pastor, thank you, I say, I prefer to say, Pastor, God bless you. I say, I thank God. When he was, in, was having a crusade in a country, Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Yes, you have to use your pictures so that people will know you. Because people come to church and crusade not because of the name of the church, because of the pastor. You understand? It is a pastor that makes the church. That's why we write names. And sometimes we write, we put pictures. Because sometimes the name, the people don't recognize the name. They don't know your name. But when they see the picture, oh, I know this pastor. Oh, it's a good pastor. Oh, I, then they come. You understand? So it's normal. But when he went to the country for the crusade, he realized that they have overdone it. Billboards, his images everywhere. Oh, and he asked and said, Do you want God to kill me? Why have you done this? You want God to take me away? You, you know, it's the glory is God. My picture is just for advertisement. It's like, you've turned everything I see is for me. He said, No, no, you want to kill me. <laughs> it's because he understood that God will not share his glory. With anyone. Amen. Amen. It's one of the ways you can identify false pastors, false prophets, or people who are falling out of grace. People are not working with God. You see that everything's I, I, I pray for you, I will heal you. I entered and God you, you did this. Come, I'll do it for you. you. You see the word I, not God, and you hear the word by the grace of God. It, it is I. I'll do it for you. I'll, I'll come, come. Oh, I'll deliver you. You, you, you see, the, the God element is what? Taken out. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Bishop Dakiwad Mills, another great man of God. He said, as usual, he was preaching, like ministering. And he said, he said, 
I heard him myself. He said, he said, everyone come and I'll minister to you. You see, he said out of, but he said, he said, everyone come and I'll minister to you. And now the people were coming. And now he was touching the ministry. Nothing was happening. No ministration. He couldn't hear anything. I mean, that is strange because he always ministered to them. There's power. You know, he's deep in the healing ministry. Um, then he's, he asked God why. He said, the Lord said back to him, you said you ministered to them. Minister. He said, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> you see, immediately it changed. You see, because God, he said his what? Glory. He will not give to what? Anyone. Anyone. Anyone who because the glory what belong to him. Why is it that God will not give his glory to anyone? The same Isaiah 48 verse 11. I want us to understand it. Because many Christians don't give God his glory. Many take God's glory. Isaiah 48 verse 11. Hallelujah. Amen. For my own sake, uh-huh. for my own sake, uh-huh. I do this. How can I let myself be defamed? Uh-huh. I will not yield my glory to another. Amen. Amen. So this is God speaks. Say, for his own sake, he cannot let himself to be what? Defamed. How? By giving his glory to another. So as far as God is concerned, when he allows you to take his glory, you are defaming his name. <laughs> you are defaming him. You are defaming his ability. You are, you know, you are spoiling the person. There was a king in the Bible. Bible said, he said, the people said to him, You are God. You are God. And Bible said he accepted it. He didn't give the glory to what? God by saying that what? I am not what? God. And because of that, God strike him dead. Have you read, have you heard it before? Do we know the king, King Harold? That is how he died. Yeah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles. Amen. To mighty you. Amen. Chapter 2. Verse 19. Please, are we getting it? Yes. We are looking at, it sounds simple, but it is dangerous. The ways of God sound simple, but it's like electricity. Very dangerous. You have to be careful. Please read from the 19 for me. Hallelujah. Amen. Matthew chapter 2, verse 19. Yeah. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up. Take the children and his mother and go to the land of Israel. Sorry, that's not the scripture. I've missed the scripture. Amen. But I'll find it. Amen. Amen. Um, Praise the Lord Jesus. But read this scripture for me. So how we've read Isaiah 48 verse 11. That says what? We should not. God will not what? Share his glory. Because when he does that. It means he's what? Being what? Defamed. Defamed. Amen. 
How do we what? Give God what? His glory. I'm not going deep into it because I'm introducing these three things. So I just want to cover all these three things so that you understand that you must make sure you give God's what? Glory Glory to him. Amen. How do you give God what? His glory. Luke chapter 17, 15 to 18. We are looking at how to give God's glory so that you understand how to give God's what? Glory. Mm. Hallelujah. Luke Mm. chapter 17, 15 to 18. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Amen. Amen. So Bible said Jesus healed how many people? Ten people. He healed all of them. They came leprosy. I've cut it short. Amen. And Bible said Jesus what? Healed, healed them. them. But when he healed them, when they went and they realized they have been healed, Bible said only one came to give glory to God. God just said, where are the nine? He said, we're not, was it only one there was what? Healed? Amen. Praise the Lord, you say. And Bible said, Bible said, he gave the glory by what? Praising God. For what? His what? Healing. Healing. Did you pick it up from there? Yes. Did, did you see it in your Bible? He gave God his glory by praising God for the healing that God has what? Healed him. So when we praise God, to praise means to thank him, to mention it, to appreciate it, to say it. I cannot praise you in my heart. You wouldn't know. So one of the main ways we give God his glory is to tell him, to go and tell him of what he has what done. That's how you give his glory. It sounds simple, but many Christians don't. God answered their prayer and they come to church, they don't even testify. God healed them and they don't say, I thank God who has what healed me. When you do that, you are giving his glory. Everybody will know that God has what? Heal you and glorify God. We keep it. You are keeping his glory. You are in a dying situation, life and death. It could be financial, it could be immigrational. And God intervene and save you. And you don't say anything. God does not do, you say it in your heart, it doesn't work. Yeah. For example, salvation, say confess it what? With your mouth. In front of people. Amen. So, you could see he gave God his glory by praising God for the healing God has what? He did not stand there to pray. He came back. The nine who did not come back were not what? Considered. He said for all. So, when you keep praise, when you don't give God his praise for what he's done for you, you are keeping his glory. Are keeping his glory. So if you study Jesus Christ, the first thing he does is thank God. Father, thank you. Father, thank you. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at Joshua chapter 7, verse 1. We are looking at ways to give what? God's what? Glory, what? 
to him because we've seen from the scriptures that the glory is for what god, god. and he will not share his what glory the glory is to honor him for what he has done for you amen amen to honor him it is very important people get healed and because of pride they will not thank god they will not come into the church and say i was healed of this and god saved me what they don't know is they are keeping god what glory god answer your prayer and you don't come and say god i pray and god has answered god has done this and i thank him and i praise him for this you are keeping his glory spiritual things and it's simple many a times the things we think that make the difference doesn't make the difference so you see god is asking me to write a book and the book i don't know how i'm going to write but i know i'll write because he's the one asking me that life to understand life just understand a car yeah that's why many christians if you're a christian if you're a christian god speak to you you definitely have a dream that is connected to a car. Mm. Because many symbolic God, when he's speaking to you about your life, your ministry, normally uses car. <laughs> because, you see, for a car to move, a lot of things has to work what? well. Wow. A lot of very small things. As tiny as, what was the other one that normally is for when you remove one, that's the end, the car dealer, the plugs. As tiny as one plug, can mess the brand new car up. The favorite one is the fuse. <laughs> yeah. And that is life. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Read it for me. Joshua chapter mm-hmm. 7 verse 1. Uh-huh. But the Israelites were unfaithful in regard to the devoted things. Mm-hmm. Achan, son of Kami, the son of Zimri, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took some of them so the lord's anger burned against israel amen Amen. so bible said they went somewhere and god asked them not to take anything and one of them took some amen now read the 10 to 11 for me 10 to 11 joshua 7 10 to 11 Uh the lord said to joshua stand up what are you doing down on your face Mm -hmm. israel has sinned They have violated my covenant, which I commanded them to keep. Mm -hmm. They have taken some of the devoted things they have stolen. They have lied. They have put them with their own possessions. So when the guy took the thing, he thought no one knew it. So they went to war and they were defeated. So now Joshua came before God and he said, God, you said we should go. How come you are defeated? And God said, the reason why you were defeated, get up, is because one of you, stole something, took what I asked them not to what? Take. You understand? So Joshua called all of them. And now he spoke this way. Read it 16 to 20. We are looking at how to give God what? His honor or his what? Glory. Glory. Amen. So no, Joshua, God has told Joshua that someone has what? Stolen what? Something. That's why they lost. So now Joshua called them and he said, who stole it? Amen. Uh Uh-huh. Joshua 7, 16 to 20. Uh-huh. Early the next morning, mm-hmm. Joshua had Israel come forward by tribes, and Judah was chosen. Mm-hmm. The clans of Judah came forward, and the Zerahites were chosen. Mm-hmm. He had the clan of the Zerahites come forward by families, mm-hmm. and Zimri was chosen. Mm-hmm. Joshua 
had his family come forward by man by man. Mm-hmm. And Achan, son of Kami, the son of Zimri, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, was chosen. Okay, hold on here. So now God told them one person what to. So Joshua, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, moved all the way and detected the one person what who stole it. it. And this is what he said to him. Uh-huh. 19. Mm-hmm. Then Joshua said to Achan, mm-hmm. My son, give glory to the Lord, the God of Israel, and honor him. Tell me what you have done. Do not hide it from me. Achan replied, It is true. I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. This is what I have done. Amen. Amen. So when Joshua brought and said, Speak the truth. This is the word of God. God say you have stolen something. God say you have done this. Speak the truth. Honor him by speaking the truth, confirming his word and giving him what? His glory. And he said, it is true. I have done this. Do you understand? Mm. So one of the ways we honor God and give God back his glory is when his word comes to us and it is true. When we, confer, we, we, we accept it, when we confess it, then we've glorified him. Then we've given him honor. Please, do you understand? There are people, God will speak to you as a man of God, and you tell them that this is what the Lord said. You even tell them, this is the vision I saw, or the dream I had, and this is the meaning. And it is true, but they will make excuse. Or they will not even acknowledge that it is true, or what? It is not what? True. By that, you are not giving God what? His honor. His glory. Please, do you understand? Because like me, I always tell people, when someone say, I had the dream or a dream or a message from you, I don't care about who the person is. Because if the Holy Spirit respects the person to give that person a dream, who am I not to accept the dream? Please, do you understand? But he gave God glory by what? Acknowledging that the word of God that Joshua had, that he has stolen Something is what? True. Many don't acknowledge the word of God to them. They won't even say yes or no, especially when it is true. They begin to make excuses. But what they don't know is by that you've withheld what? God's glory. Because what you don't know is it will make the man or God or the prophet or whoever brought you the message even to begin to wonder, was that God or is God confused? That defames what? The name of what? God. So we, the second way we give God his glory is to acknowledge his word. You understand? Especially his word includes this. When you are not obeying this scripture or you are not doing it and it is being spoken to you, you have to accept it. <laughs> By that you, you are giving what? God glory. Because then we all know that his word is what? True. Mm. Please do we get it? Yes. So the first way you give God back his glory is whatever he does something in your life for you, thank him and praise him. Yeah, there are daily things that we get up, we wake up, do. And there are particular things that you must come in his house and tell it to people in his house. Like I remember uh, after my three years, God said to me, listen, any fool can say thank you, but going to where you came from, your father's house, which is my father's church, where I was then, to say thank you, that means I mean it. But it is true. <laughs> you understand? So, apart from that, the next thing is to confirm the word of God that what? 
you receive. Because he gave, said, my son, give glory what? To God and honor to God by what? Speaking the truth. So he could have what? Lied. Please do we understand? Now the third way that we give God glory to him. Let's read it. John chapter 17 verse 4. Hallelujah. John chapter 17 verse 4. Hallelujah. Amen. John chapter 17 mm-hmm. verse 4. I yeah. have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. Amen. Amen. So Jesus Christ was speaking and he said he has brought glory to God by what? Finishing the work God what? Gave him. So for Christians, for workers of the Lord, when you finish the work God has given you, you bring God what? Glory. When you don't finish the work, it means you don't bring God what? Glory. In other words, we give God back his glory or we glorify God what, whatever work he has given us when what? We finish it. So he said, I have what? Giving you what? Glory by what? Finishing the work what? You have given me. It sounds strange, isn't it? Oh. It sounds strange. By finishing the work you've given me. So for you know, this work we've started, we haven't even started. For you know, we are just warming up. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So if you cannot even do the work, then you are not giving God glory. All the gifting is given to you, all the grace in you, all the things you are able to do, and you cannot use it to serve him, then you haven't finished. You are not giving him glory. Yeah. If you can cook and you cannot cook for God, you are not giving God glory. You say, I have finished what? I've given you glory by what? Finishing the work what? You gave me. Many Christians are not even working. Many Christians, the work they are doing, they are doing it anyhow. So they don't even finish the work. But you only get the reward when the job is what? Done. What we don't realize it. Satan is always trying to tell God that, listen, your servants are lazy. They are slothful. Look at mine. They are skillful. Oh, yeah. And what we don't know is that God wants to show Satan. Have you seen? Hard working. Last me. Oh, yeah. We saw it in the book of Job. Mm. He said, have you seen my servant, Job? Isn't it? So how will God glorify if he cannot say that look at the job I gave him. We have finished it. Like Jesus' dancer campaign. What the Lord has told me and has showed me. We, we, are, we, are, we are nowhere. Oh. Because listen. We have to get. This is what God has told me. I just want you to understand some of this statement. We have to get a car. A car is the final one. Because this is better, but the car is the best. It makes everything easy. So, so we are able to get a car trailer instead of the trailer, and we are able to take care of the car. We haven't reached anywhere. And we are supposed to get an office. Yeah, because instead of me praying, waking up, doing prayer and go, the team is supposed to gather as well in the morning 
and pray at least one hour. Then we set off together. <laughs> you see, this is what God has shown me even now. I don't know for tomorrow. And now we are at one destination. It must grow that every day of the week, and not someone, a group of people, two or three people, are at another place. Yeah. So, me knowing this, like the job, we are not anywhere. So, for now, the Father is not glorified, according to the scripture, till I finish the job. Till when I'm no more or I'm not there, it is running. Because Jesus will go and bear fruit that will abide, that will remain. Meaning, if you are not there, the thing is still there. You see, so he said, I've brought you glory. Because I have finished your work. Please do you understand? So these are the three main ways that we bring God what? Glory. Mm-hmm. By giving him back what? His praise. By confirming the truthfulness what? Of his word. Amen. And also by finishing what? Whatever work what? He has Amen. given us. That takes time. That glory takes what? Time. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Someone give the Lord a clap offering. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. Please, are you getting me? Yes. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. Three what? things that belongs to God, his glory. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. Mm-hmm. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. So he said, we must do everything for the glory of God. That is why the word, by God's grace. If God willing, tomorrow, everything must glorify God. Everything we do. So if you're a Christian, you see, we are looking at the glory of God. And your lifestyle does not, glory means honor to God. That means you are not giving him what? His glory. That is why we can't dance certain dances. (laughs) Because we have to give glory to God, isn't it? Yes. That is why we can't go certain places. Because sometimes even people who are non-Christian, by nature, they they know they expect better for us. No, am I lying? Mm -hmm. Because the same thing they are doing, when you do this, ah, I, I thought you were a Christian. Because <laughs> you see, by, by instinct, they know you, they're the light. You, they expect better. Mm. So he said, everything must be what? Done what? For the glory of God. Then how much more in his house? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to 2. No, sorry, Ephesians chapter 3, 20 to what? 21. If everything we do, even in our workplaces, everywhere, is supposed to bring glory to God, how much more is in his household? Ephesians chapter 3, 20 to 21. Hallelujah. Amen. Now to him who is able to immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So it said to God. God should be glorified what? In the mm. church. To him be what? Glory what? In the church, isn't yes. it? So in the church, we don't honor anybody apart from God. Yeah, we respect people. The Bible says we respect people. We should respect certain people more. Amen. 
But everything must bring glory to God in the church. It is his church, his holy place. Your workplace will not give glory to God. They don't owe God anything in a certain sense, isn't it? They will tell you I'm their own isn't it? They will even tell you I don't believe in God. Mm. But in the church, which is the house of God, everything must bring God what? Glory. glory. Because his glory, he will not what? Share, the Bible say, with what? Anyone. Someone give the Lord a clap offering. So that is why there are things in the church is not priority for us. Even though it's a good thing, we can't do it. Because when we do that, we are giving you glory and not God. It's true, you are the one who paid the rent. You've been paying it for six months, six years, you see. But we cannot say, thank you. If it wasn't for him, the church wouldn't be here. We can't say that. It's, it's not you, it's God. If you take off, God will bring another person who will give Amen. eight times two of you. you do, do you understand? That's why there are things, even though in the secular world we would have appreciated, but in the church we can't. Because it is God who even brought you or who is touching your heart. Everything the church must give what? Glory to God. That's why a pastor, you can, they cannot sing for you in church. It's God we sing to. We give him the glory. And now you have pastor that they put their name in the song in the church because it is your birthday. And so what? Say, my glory, I will know what. Do you know a lot of great ministries has come and gone? They did not survive. There's no trace of them today. Many a time, God, they touch the glory of God. So let us know what. Touch what? The glory. So you also know it. If a pastor, I know a church that they made a whole song for the pastor. When they are singing the song, they, they put the pastor's name. Obviously, it's not God who is at work there. Amen. Amen. One scripture, then we look at the next one. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Malachi chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. Amen. So in the church, when you are coming, your behavior will either give God's glory or bring God's honor. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Why are you not, holding, why are you not reading your Bible? Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hmm. Malachi chapter 3. Two, verse 1 to 2. Chapter 2, verse 1 to 2. Uh-huh. And now, you priests, mm-hmm. this warning is for you. You pastors, this, this is for pastors, for us, and those of you who will become pastors. Uh-huh. If you do not listen, mm-hmm. and if you do not resolve to honor my name, says the Lord Almighty, I will send a curse on you, and I will curse your blessings. Yes, I have already cursed them, because you have not resolved to honor me. Amen. I, I like the version that I use the word glory instead of honor. It's the same thing. The NIV use honor just to give you the real understanding. You see, but what to honor God is to give him his glory. Do you have a, a version that I use honor? I think in James. Amen. So it says, for example, pastors, we are under a curse if, because if we don't honor, if we don't give him. Because when you come, when you come, who do I point you to? God. God. But there are pastors, especially the prophet. Pointing people to themselves. You could see that it's, it's them that people are following, not God. It's like when I'm not there, even when you see a cockroach, you must call me for me to break. Instead of teaching you how to break cockroach. <laughs> you, you understand? Is it? It's like it has to be me. It has to be me. You, it's like when. No. So you say they are under what? A curse. 
Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Someone give the Lord a clap offering. So this year, make sure you don't take God's glory. Gives God's what? Glory, glory what? To, to him. him. Amen. Amen. The next thing, the second thing is vengeance. Many Christians cannot trust God on this. But if you don't trust God on this, you will not see his vengeance. Vengeance is also for God. Meaning we are not allowed, amen, to vindicate. Sorry, we are not allowed, amen, for, for ourselves to avenge. You understand? Because vengeance is also for God. Please read it for me. Amen. Psalm 94 verse 1. Amen. What is vengeance? Amen. Vengeance is simply the punishment. Amen. That life. It is that God gives. Amen. For, for someone who has done what? Wrong. For a wrong what? Doing. Please do you understand? Yes. Yeah. So, if someone do you wrong, many times people do us wrong, our enemies do us wrong, amen. And they, 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 must, they must be punished for their what? For wronging us, amen, which we desire, which we want. But we are not allowed to go about punishing them. That is vengeance. Mm-hmm. That one belongs to what? God. God. Please, please, do you get it? Mm-hmm. Read it for me. Psalm 94, verse 1. Mm-hmm. O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongeth. O God, to whom vengeance belongeth, show thyself. Amen. Who does vengeance belong to? God. Vengeance is the retribution or the payback for, for someone who has done wrong to you. You see, to pay him back. You understand? That is vengeance. But it belongs to what? God, meaning it is not up to you to avenge. You must know this. Hebrews chapter 10, 30 to 31. Hebrews chapter 10, 30 to 31. The reason why many Christians don't see God avenging for them because many of them has tried to avenge. Many of them, as they ask God to avenge, they also went about. The moment you touch it, God will not avenge you. Because you've taken that. But if you leave it to God, he will avenge for you. And you must understand that it belongs to God. Read it for me, please. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 30 to 31. Uh-huh. For we know him who said, it is mine to avenge. I will repay and again. The Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Remember. So he said, yeah. who, who, who do we know that? He said, it is him, it is up to him to what? Avenge. God. So vengeance is for God. To pay back your enemies for their wrongdoing, you don't try to pay them back. The moment you try, you spot it. Leave it to God. It is his, you see, it, that is his nature. It is his and he will do it. If you want to see God avenge on your behalf, don't touch it. All you do is pray and ask him to avenge. And leave it. Many pray and ask God to avenge, but they try to take steps, say things or bring things to repay back the person. It means you, you, are, you are seeking vengeance by yourself, by yourself. So 
you'll be left. But if you leave it to God, eh, it is done beautifully. Amen. But it's to tell you this morning that vengeance is what? It's for God. Look at First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 8, uh, verse 6. I like how he put it. Amen. Over there, you see, this is New Testament too. I mean, it's, it's the same. Those of us who like saying New and Old Testament. Over there, you will realize that he's saying that God is the avenger. Amen. God is what? The, the avenger. avenger. In other words, the reward, the payback for evil against you. You must believe it. And don't try to pay back evil. When Jesus said, do not pay back evil for evil, it doesn't mean when they do evil, they'll go free. It means because Jesus knew that it is God who what? Pay them back. Avenging means paying the person back for the wrong, for the evil he has what? Down you. He knows that God is what? The avenger. That's why he's saying you don't do it. It belongs to what? Him. Read it for me, please. First Thessalonians mm-hmm. yeah. chapter 4 verse 6. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And that in this matter, no one should do, should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister. Mm-hmm. The Lord will punish all those who commit such sins as we told you and warned you before. Amen. Another version. Um, Is it King James? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That no man go mm-hmm. beyond and defraud his brother mm-hmm. in any matter because that the Lord is the avenger of all such. So the King James is the Lord is what? The avenger, avenger. of all such. The NIV will just break it down for you. That the Lord, avenger means to punish, paid back the person for the evil. So the Lord will punish the person. But it makes you miss the death. Even though it makes you understand it. You, you understand. Instead of using the word avenger, because that is the original word, he tried to explain to you what the avenger means. Which is good for understanding's sake. But shallow for the deafness. So now you say, this makes you know that God is the avenger. He will avenge for you. Believe it. So it belongs to God. Always remember. It belongs to God. Somebody do you wrong. They betray you. They, they hurt you. Just go on your knee and say, God, vengeance is yours. I ask for what? For you to what? Avenge me in this case regarding this person. Finish. Don't try to propaganda takes up gossip or something to also do it. That means now you, you've taken that place. He will leave you. Amen. Because there's a promise here, Romans chapter 12, verse 18, verse 19. It explains to us, I say we shouldn't avenge. Amen. Not because God wants us to be hurt or our enemies or people who have hurt us to be free. But he said because he will avenge for us. So the moment you avenge, God cannot. And I tell you, many times you will not succeed. But what you've done is you spot it. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. But vengeance is the Lord. <laughs> Read it for me, please. Romans chapter 12, verse 18 mm-hmm. to 19. Mm-hmm. If it be possible, mm-hmm. as much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. Mm-hmm. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves. Why? Avenge not yourself. Don't, don't, when they hurt you, don't hurt them back. Don't pay them back for their wickedness. Why? But rather, give place unto Mm -hmm. wrath. Mm -hmm. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Why? Because God will avenge for you. God will avenge for you. 
trust him on this. Many Christians cannot trust God on this. So they try to avenge, which many at times you can't. But the moment you try, you spot it. You've taken the place of the avenger, which is what? God. This is what the Bible says we do. Luke chapter 18, 7 to 8. Amen. It says all you do is ask God to what? Avenge for you. You must ask. If you don't ask, he might not. Ask him to avenge, then you leave him. And he what? Avenge. Because vengeance is what? The Lord. The Lord. The payback to people for the wrong they've done belongs to what? God. And he will pay them back. You don't pay them back. You are not to. Your own is to ask him to. Please read it for me. Luke chapter 18. Yeah. 7 to 8. Uh-huh. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Say, God will avenge those who what? Cry unto him day and night. That is prayer. And he said, I tell you, he what? Avenge. So all we have to do is, when somebody do us evil, pray to God, to avenge us. Amen. But we are not meant to act or be involved or also trying to punish the person. We want God to what? Punish him. And say, it, it may look long. He said it. But God what? Avenge. Because you see, God in his wisdom has timing. Amen. You see, we are shallow compared to God. We just consider this. But God looks at a lot of things. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. So he avenges in his what? Own time. Which we have no control over it. And this is why many Christians cannot give it to him. But if we give it to him, I tell you, when he does it, it's beautiful. He said, God will avenge. The NIV says he will punish them for hurting you. But the vengeance belongs to who? God. Amen. Look at two more scriptures on this. Amen. Isaiah 34 verse 8. Amen. So that you just understand that God has his time of what? Vengeance. That we don't know. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. So God will vindicate. I say vindicate you. Will avenge what? For you. Praise the Lord Jesus. Isaiah 34 verse 8. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. For the Lord has a day of vengeance. A year of retribution to uphold Zion's cause. Amen. So you say God has a day of what? Retribution. Vengeance. The day, so there's a day he will avenge for you, which you don't even know. And look at Jeremiah chapter 46, verse 10. It says that day of vengeance belonged to him, God. You see? So not only do vengeance belong to him, the time and when he will avenge also what? Belong to him. Your own is to pray to him day and night, meaning constant, always. But leave it to him. It belongs to him. Don't touch it. And as a pastor, this is important to me. Because people can really hurt you. Even parents. Not only pastors, not only parents. Even children that sometimes want to retaliate. But trust in the vengeance of God. Amen. Trust in it. Your retaliation, Bible says, let it be prayer asking God to what? Avenge you. Amen. Amen. Please read it for me, Jeremiah 46, verse 10. 
Hallelujah. Amen. But that day belongs to the Lord, the Lord Almighty, a day of vengeance. What day belongs to the Lord? The day, day of, of what? Vengeance. vengeance. Mm-hmm. For vengeance on his foes, the sword will devour till it is satisfied, till it has quenched its thirst with blood. For the Lord, the Lord Almighty, will offer sacrifice in the land of the north by the river Euphrates. Amen. Amen. So vengeance is what? The Lord. Amen. Believe him, trust him. Don't try to avenge for yourself. Don't, in other words, don't try to pay evil back with what? Evil. evil. Don't try to punish and hurt those who have done you wrong. Ask God to do it. That is, you are asking him. Because in other words, he has the power. It is in his place to do it. And he said, it is for him. Don't touch it. And just be patient. You want it instantly, the next day. But the Bible says, the time is with God. But he will surely what? Avenge you. If you don't touch it. Amen. Someone give the Lord a clap offering. So, so far we have seen two things. Amen. That the Bible says it belongs to what? God. The first one is what? The glory of God. And the second one is what? The vengeance. Vengeance itself is what? For him. Amen. Trust him. And the third one is what? Tight. Amen. Leviticus 27 verse 30. Tight. Tight belongs to God. Amen. As I said, I'm just introducing these three things. Amen. So I'm not going to go what? Deeper. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Uh, it's been a while since I preached on tithe. It's more than a year. The whole of last year, I didn't preach on tithe. I don't know. By the leading of God, maybe I'll preach on tithe this year. I don't know. Amen. So this is not like a teaching on tithe. This is just to show you that it belongs to God. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. It belongs to what? God. Amen. So look at Leviticus 27 verse 30. Hallelujah. Amen. Leviticus 27 Verse 30. Is your mic on? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 27 verse 30. Hallelujah. Amen. I will destroy your high places, cut down your incense altars, and pile your Leviticus dead 27 verse 30. Leviticus 27 verse 30. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, we, so we've seen that two, two things, the glory and what? Vengeance. And the third thing, uh-huh. look at the word, how it started, there. There's a there, there. Those of us who are teachers, what does there mean? What does it make it? There. You say the tight. A tight. A tight. So what does the air make it? Bringing it before. Okay, continue. Okay. Sorry. Determiner. Okay. Sorry. A determiner. Okay. Go on. Uh huh. A tithe of uh. everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. Amen. So it says, a tithe of everything belongs to what? The Lord. God. So the tithe belongs to God. Amen. It belongs to God. Amen. You must understand it. God consider it his. Whenever you don't tithe, as far as God is concerned, 
you are holding, you are keeping what? His money. Oh yeah. For example, when you look at um, when you look at the same Leviticus 31 to 32, to the extent I say, if you don't bring your tithe, whenever you are bringing it, you must add 20% interest. The same 27 by the 31 to 32. Why is he charging you interest of your tithe? Because the tithe is for him. So when you didn't bring it last month, throughout last day, you haven't been bringing it. He's still expecting it. It's for him. So whenever you are bringing it, you might add 20% interest. It's to let you know that that money, that 10% or what we call tithe, it is his, his own. Read it for me, please. Leviticus 27, yeah. 31, uh-huh. 32. Mm-hmm. Whoever would redeem any of their tithe must add a fifth of the value to it. A fifth is 20%, isn't it? Yes. Uh-huh. Every tithe of the herd and Every flock. Every tithe. Mm-hmm. Redeem means you did not bring it on time. You haven't been bringing it. Uh-huh. Finish it. Mm-hmm. Every tenth animal that passes under the shepherd's rod mm-hmm. will be holy to the Lord. Every Amen. tenth. So a tithe is a tenth. Today is just to show us that it belongs to God. Why, if it is your money, why would you say add 20% when you are bringing it, if you redeem it? Because it is what? His. So, for example, when you look at, but meanwhile, meanwhile, look at something. I just want you to understand. Look at Deuteronomy 23, verse 19. In Deuteronomy 23, verse 19, God said to us, or to the Israel, that if their brother borrow from them, Amen. If their brother borrow from them, they should know what? Add interest. Add, add interest. But with him there, he's adding interest to what? The tithe. is to let us know and understand that the tithe is his. Read it for me, please. Deuteronomy 23, verse 19. 19. Uh-huh. Do not charge a fellow Israelite interest. Mm-hmm whether on money or food or anything else that may earn interest. You see? So he said, even things that must earn interest, when you are, for a Christian and a Christian, don't charge what? Interest. interest. But as for him, when he came to the tithe, he said, 20%. And not 20% APR. Am I lying? Pure 20%. That's a lot of what? Interest, isn't it? But it's to let you know that the tithe is because it's to let us know that the tithe is what? For him. Please, please do you understand? So the tithe is for the Lord. Look at Malachi chapter 3 verse 8 to 9. That is why Malachi chapter 3 verse 8 to 9, when God was speaking about tithe, he used the word robbery. He didn't use the word stealing. Robbery. What's the difference between stealing and robbery? You steal when the person is not there, where the person cannot what? See, but robbery there, the person is there, you take it with violence. So, in other words, God can see us holding his tithe and we do not what give it to him. So, he consider it what robbery. So, re- read it and look at it Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 to 9. Uh-huh. Will a man rob God? Uh huh. Yet ye have robbed me. How? Uh-huh. But ye God. say, uh-huh. Wherein have we robbed how, thee? How have we robbed you, God? Uh-huh. In tithes and offerings. Ah. Uh-huh. Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Amen. Amen. The only reason I'm reading this is to show us that 
Leviticus 27, the tithe of everything belongs to God. So if you don't give, he considers that you're robbing it. You've taken it violent. It, it, it's important. These three things belong to what? God. God. And if God calls you a robber, it's not a good thing. <laughs> because in the spirit or in the Bible, Proverbs 28 verse 24, a robber is equal to what? A destroyer. Amen. Equal to a destroyer. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Proverbs 28 verse 27. Amen. So, Hallelujah. Amen. Proverbs 28 verse 27. Mm-hmm. Those who give to the poor will lack nothing. Proverbs 28 24. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Whoever robs their father or mother and says it's not wrong is partner to one who destroys. Amen. So they say whoever robs your father or mother, you are equal or you are partner to the one who what? Destroy. Meaning you are a destroyer, isn't it? And God is our what? Father in heaven. Amen. So these three things, maybe let's read one scripture, Deuteronomy 8 verse 18. Maybe someone may ask, ah, but it is my man, how can it that 10% is for God? How come that uh, God say it's mine? So me, me, myself, I said I was bringing tithes, 10% of my income, 100 pounds, for example. And I didn't bring the 100 pounds, and the next month I'm bringing, you say I must add interest of 20 pounds. Which is why. But the money is coming from. God doesn't consider it so. God considers the money his. Because he said he's the one who gives you strength to earn a living. And it's true. If God takes his hand, just a finger touch you and you see. Yeah. Read it for me, please. Deuteronomy 8 verse 18. Yeah. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. Amen. Amen. He is the one who gives us ability to produce earth. Other versions say strength, ability, strength, to work and go and come, manage your money, prosper, all those things. It is God. It is God. Amen. You know, it is God. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. It is God. Amen. So, no, I'm not teaching of tithe, so I won't go into again. Amen. To, this is just to show us that the tithe belongs to what? God. So church, these are three things in the Bible that is with us. That the Bible says it belongs to who? God. And we must make sure we give it to what? God. It's important. The tithe, he said, you are under what? A curse. Meaning he will remove what? His blessing. Curse is simply the absence of what? Blessings. So when the blessings is there, you are there, except nothing comes. But when nothing, something can realize you have no what? Protection. You, you understand? Yeah, sometimes you are there, but nothing has happened. No wind has blown. But when the wind blows, that is when you know. Please do you understand what I'm saying? So the scripture says what? The tithe is for God. It said the vengeance is for God. And also the glory is for God. And these three things, we must allow God to have it. We shouldn't fight with him over him, over it. Especially the vengeance aspect. We must trust him that he will avenge us. Except you don't ask him to. Because say, how much more if your father, you ask your father day and night, wouldn't he what? Avenge you. And he will do it speedily. Amen. 
He will do it what speedily, and it will be what beautiful. Amen. Church, what have I said here? What am I sharing today? Today, all I have said is: Listen, we are serving a God who is Almighty, and we must know His ways. It's that simple. Amen. And there are three things that He has said that belongs to Him. That is with us, or we can influence it. And we must make sure we give him what? These three things what? All the time. When God is happy with you, when God is happy with you, nothing or no one what? Matters. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. We believe you have been blessed by the teachings of God's word. For audio CDs, videos, books, and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com. God bless you.